Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. So Maury Povich has been keeping busy since his retirement. Wait, he's not on anymore? No. How no, he left he a year retired? ago, I want to say. But they're still showing old ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he retired from his talk show last year. And now he is launching an at-home DNA paternity test company. This is a perfect match for him. I didn't even know you could do that at home. You know, I thought you had to like, you know, go to some kind of science lab or something. Like, I think you can order certain tests online though, Jeff. Like you can like, you know, you can go to Amazon and buy a test for your, to see what blood type you have Mm -hmm. or to see, you know, what your metabolism is. I wasn't aware DNA was one of them, but. There are certain things. Yeah. And it's, you know what it's called? It's called The Results Are In. <laughs> it's like, it. his, like his catchphrase. Yeah. You are not the <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I wasn't. It comes in that fancy envelope. <laughs> oh, yeah. That does the, yes, that's the thing. But he needs to sell an envelope with the DNA test. So what do you do? Like cheek swab and send it, send it in? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't really know how it works. Home? Yeah. Uh, I just know that he's now associated with it. I, I I assume he has some kind of ownership interest in it. Let's see what he says. He says, I've been around paternity testing for more than 20 years. So I know exactly what's going on and how we can help those people who are looking for fathers and fathers who are looking for children. Fathers who don't think they're the fathers and fathers who think they're the fathers. I've seen firsthand how... DNA can change lives and bring people together. You are the father. Whoa, what? <laughs> I like that he put a positive spin on that. DNA, like bringing people together because yeah. it often felt like a lot of times when people were not the father, it was very yeah. uh, divisive, to say the least. Well, yeah. that cuts both ways. Yes. He said, we're making this test easier and more affordable than ever before. Yeah, and definitely more accessible. His show didn't start out as like DNA tests though, wasn't he? Didn't he do more serious stuff? He did regular topics. Yeah. Uh, I attended, that's another show that I attended as a studio audience member one time. Yeah, the studio was in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan and uh, I I think he shared it with Montel Jordan like they were both in the same building. That's hilarious. And it was just really easy to get free tickets to these things. Were you the father ever? No. Oh. I mean, they, he wasn't even doing paternity <laughs> testing yet. He was oh, just so. doing like a regular talk show about, I don't even remember what the issue I was. I was going to say, do you even remember what you saw? No. Oh, that's funny. But over time, like Jerry, you know, he started getting a little more edgy. Like, yeah. And that just seemed to be his niche. Like that, that the first time he did a... Uh, like a paternity dispute type show. 
and they actually did a paternity. It was like one of the biggest ratings they had ever oh. had. And they said, oh, we should do that again. And they just... Let's do it every Friday. Right. Let's do it every day. Every other day. <laughs> and now it's every day. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, speaking of fathers, Nick Cannon is the father. He has so many kids. But the interesting thing is, is that these kids don't all know about each other. Yeah. So, I was just going to say, it's not like these kids are hanging out, are they, with all these well, moms? I, so I feel like that's something that I feel like they... Do, well, I mean, of course, some of them are small, younger, but I feel like they have to know about each other because some of the women like live together, mm-hmm. like the women are together. Yeah, so I, think there's I don't a, know. There's a, there's a group that are like sister wiving. Yeah. And then there's, and a, then there then there's others. some others that are not. Yeah. Wow. He is saying, though, this is so interesting. He says that he actually would love for all of his kids to come together. He's like, you know what? They're all cannons. And at some point, they'll probably all go to the same school. So why not introduce them to each other? But I guess he's trying to really respect the baby mamas in this situation because they have the jurisdiction on the kids. He's not in charge of any of them. What do you mean? Like they all have full custody? Yeah, I believe so. No. So I guess he... But he's supporting them all, right? Well, Financially? that's, That's the thing, though. I think he supports some of them. I'm not exactly sure, but I was watching Selling Sunset and Brie is one of the women on Selling Sunset that has a baby with Nick Cannon. And she talked on the show one time about how, I guess, if you are a father and you have 10 or more children, you don't have to pay uh, child support to them anymore. You max out Well, Because I think they think that you can't afford it or something like that. I don't know. So, I mean, but some of the moms, I mean, Mariah Carey's mom is one of the moms to his 12-year-old twins. And he said he does feel like the twins, of course, know about the other kids because they're 12. And he just they said, can he look just, it up. He just needs to have, it's time for the annual, the annual meet your siblings picnic <laughs> with yeah. dad Nick Cannon. And, and they just, they, they rent out uh, the Blue Ash Park uh, <laughs> Pavilion over there, Pavilion the B. Yeah, and you just walk through the trail and uh, are you are you one of my siblings? Are you one of my siblings? Yeah. Well, let's ask right. Uncle Maury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Carey does her at-home DNA test. Yeah. You are the father. Yeah, so he has the twins with Mariah and he feels like they do know about it because, I mean, obviously, they have the opportunity to Google. And then he also has a six-year-old son who says that he feels like he has kind of figured it out but doesn't know about all of the other siblings. Oh, wow. I mean, could you imagine? I would have been so curious. Like, I, you know, I didn't know my biological father that well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, when I realized that my stepfather was not my real father, uh, the the curiosity was just, I mean, it it drives you crazy as a kid because you just start pelting your mother with all these questions and Mm -hmm. she does her best to answer them. But sometimes you just got to ask your bio dad. You yeah, know, well, that's stuff. what I wanted to do, but it was just a matter of, like, getting us in touch, and, you know, he wasn't, at the time, the most reliable guy in the world, so mm-hmm. she was hesitant to give me too much information because she didn't want me to be disappointed, but, you know, as I got older, she started doling out more and more details, and then eventually we did meet, and, you know, we got to hang out once or twice, but, but yeah, what a position to be in. Yeah, but you also found out years later that he had a daughter that he didn't even know about. Right? Yeah, long after he had died. Right. Yeah. Which is also interesting. Yeah, it is fascinating, man. Yeah, where would we be without Maury Povich? The DNA. (laughs) Uh, Actor John Goodman is going on the record about Roseanne. Roseanne Barr. John Goodman uh, 
does not regret defending Roseanne after her racist tweet got her fired from her show. He said, I, I felt bad for her. And then, yeah, I, I just feel terrible about the whole thing. You know, we, uh, he said, we had a great time and I love her. She's just her own person. He says, uh, he said, I know for a fact that she's not racist. But would he work with her again was the question. And the answer wasn't no. He said, if she'd like to, I, I just don't know. I, I miss her. I, I wish her well. So he, he wouldn't fully commit. Um, but at the same time, Roseanne doesn't seem particularly happy with any of her co-stars who transitioned to the Connors without her. So oh, maybe yeah, because maybe, they carried that show on after the her whole thing happened. They, right. And yeah. it continued to do well. It did without her because yeah. they killed her off, didn't they? Didn't they she did. have a heart attack on the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it a heart attack or was it, it was a drug some, overdose? It was something, something yeah. yeah. I can't they, remember. They wrote her out. Yeah. Yeah, she's done she there. ain't coming back on that show. Mm-mm. But maybe she'll soften up on John after she hears this. I, I, I don't really know. How what the status of that relationship is these days. All right. In other E! News, we found out over the weekend that Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are going to have a baby boy. I know you guys talked about her being pregnant mm-hmm. last week. So they kind of revealed on their Instagram that they're going to have a son. And then, Jeff, you might be excited about this. John Hamm married his Mad Men co-star, uh, Anna Ocelio. They got married over the weekend in a very cool Mad Men-style wedding. Yeah, I heard the location, like where they got married is where they shot the final episode of Mad Men. Yes. And it was all kind of like Mad Men inspired, like very classic tuxedo. She looked very, I'll put pictures up. I was looking at it this morning from People Magazine. Did Trudy make a bunt? She probably did. (laughs) That was their wedding cake. They just sliced on into the bunt. I'll make a bunt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I was kind of surprised when I heard he had gotten married. I, for some reason, there was just something about that guy that I always thought he would just be perpetually single, single. you know? Yeah, like you felt like he was with his true co-star. Yeah, but we all thought that about George Clooney, and then look, he tied the knot. So. Yeah, I know. But it's so cool that they got married, Mad Men style. Yeah, that is cool. Really cool. Good for him. And then, yeah, and I heard John Slattery was there, too. His buddy John Slattery, oh, who yeah, yeah. was his co-star on Mad Men. Yes. And uh, who I also think is, what, what is he's directing something he's in. They're, they were just doing a press circuit together, and I can't remember what it was for. Yeah, they, they obviously were, get along really well because yes. they're working together. They're again. doing, Yep, they are. They're doing some show together, and I can't remember what it was for. But I just remember how hot he was in Top Gun. Because he was like kind of oh, like John Hamm, yeah. Because yeah. he was kind of like the bad boy, not the bad boy, but like the mean guy, right? And he did such a great job having like a crap attitude. By the way, you mentioned Top Gun and how Tom Cruise just dominated the box office last summer, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's going to dominate the box office again this summer with MI Seven with mm-hmm. Mission Impossible Seven. There, all the reviews are embargoed officially still, but. Evidently, there everybody is talking about it is saying that this truly is like who would have thought it would be possible for them to outdo themselves, and they say this absolutely raises the bar. Like it's so good, 
And they said, it's two and a half hours and it goes so fast it doesn't even feel it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is this the one they shot during COVID though, right? Was right. this the one that came? So they were the first people that came back during COVID. Yeah, remember he yelled though. This is where Tom yeah. yelled at those people. bleep on the yeah. set one time so because of COVID protocols. Movie. He ran a very strict set. Yeah. This is definitely, you want to see this in theaters kind of thing though too, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. For the sound. But, I mean, everybody who's talking about it formally, you know, they're not officially going on the record. But I guess the, uh, yeah, the critics are, like, privately saying this is really good. Mm, cool. So, he may, it looks like he's going to dominate two summers in a row. Uh, meanwhile, Ed Sheeran made sure his fans did not miss out on an opening act on Saturday in Maryland when his opener, Khalid, got into a car accident. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess he's fine, but he... he couldn't make it for that show and so now there's no opening act what do you do in that situation well ed surprised fans with the 30 minute acoustic set of songs from his latest album subtract oh that's awesome he said uh, khalid is recovering and we wish him the best usually when i start playing it's like pitch black and now I get to see everyone. <laughs> the lights are on could you imagine if you didn't get there early and you missed out on that oh yeah and he said, you know, this is pretty fun. I kind of feel like when you're the main act, you know, there's a bunch of pressure because people have paid to see you. But I feel like when you're the opening act, you're like, all right, yeah, let's just have some fun. Let's just play some songs. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went to an Ed Sheeran concert once where he came out with the opening band, performed a song and then left. Hmm. Like at Riverbend one time. Okay. I can't remember who it was, but it was like everybody was freaking out because they were all kind of filtering into the pavilion area. Oh, and they funny. were like, he's out there. Well, Khalid will hopefully be back for their next show on Saturday in Boston, while Taylor Swift will be here in Cincinnati. I know. Are you guys getting excited about Woo. this? I know you guys have been doing Q Clue and all kinds of stuff. And, and then tomorrow we'll have more tickets. Uh, Roy is going to be at, and I'll oh, I yeah. think I'm going to go too. We'll be at the Cleves and Skyline with another pair of tickets if oh you make gosh, a donation for, uh, for animal care in Cincinnati. Yeah, meanwhile, the mystery of Taylor Swift's cat continues with Chapter 6, which drops at 740. Make sure you're listening. Pay attention to the details because we're going to ask you a question as soon as it airs. And if you're the right caller and you answer correctly, uh, you're one step closer to winning four tickets to see Taylor Swift live, Paycor, Saturday, July 1st. That is your latest D-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, three headlines. Two fake, one real. Yes, the real headline. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Coney Island's Balloon Glow. 53rd Annual Balloon Glow. Yeah, which happened on Monday, July 3rd. So we'll get to that here shortly. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. <laughs> feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Eve. 
How you doing? Not bad. Yourself? <laughs> Not bad. Excellent. All right, Steve, it's time for Fake or For Real. We've got three headlines, two fake, one real. You get the real headline. You're going to go to Coney Island for the balloon glow. All right? All right. Sounds good. All right. Is the real headline A, a tourist was caught carving his girlfriend's name into the Rome Coliseum. Is it B, a man is arrested for selling fake merch and impersonating Taylor Swift. Or is it C, a woman is arrested for stalking after she repeatedly drives around her ex-boyfriend's house blaring bad blood? I'm going to say B. It's not impersonating Taylor Swift. It's actually A. Yeah, tourist was caught carving his girlfriend's name into Rome's Coliseum. You know, as a tourist, you're supposed to be very respectful of the country that is hosting you. And if that's too hard, try not to be a total idiot, especially if you're American. Uh, there's footage of a guy, I guess, who looks like he's in his 20s carving his girlfriend's name into a wall of the Colosseum in Rome, like the Colosseum, which what? was built over 2,000 years ago. That's insane. He's writing on a brick like it's a tree in his backyard. The person filming him confronts him, but the vandal just the vandal just smiles and continues carving. His girlfriend, Haley, apparently, is there with him, and she doesn't have any reaction. So the guy who filmed it said he reported it to the staff. They called police, but he did note they didn't seem overly upset about it for some reason. You know, that's probably not the first time that's happened. Yeah. And those things tend to fade away over time, I suppose, like anything else. Yet the Coliseum still stands. No word on who the guy is. Some people are speculating that he is American, although there is no proof of that. Oh, no. Um, One of ours. Haley tends Great. to be an American name, but. That's crazy, though. I can't believe people think that they can do that and get away with it. Regardless of who it is. Uh is unclear whether or not they have any security footage, although people have been arrested in the past for defacing historic artifacts in Rome, including the Colosseum. But I feel like any time I watch one of those movies about someone being arrested in Italy, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't be doing anything bad over there. Yeah, no way. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There's like all those different stories that have been turned into mini movies. Yes. People throwing stuff in fountains, people getting naked and running through downtown. What does Italy have a reputation for arresting people? Well, I think that like the for, girl that was over there, what was the Well, there Amanda were, Knox. Yeah. I mean that was I feel there like were, that's the reputation. Yeah. There are two or three of those stories that all came out year after year for a while there. Just made me think I'd be very I mean, I wouldn't do that in the first place, but <laughs> be careful. Okay. Pay attention to your it's crimes. It's not the United States of America. You do not have the same protections. I just don't understand why people would think they could carve anything into the Coliseum. Like, what? People are. Well, it reminds me of the. See, it's totally different. I mean, from country to country, depending on you know their level of enforcement and how serious they take these things. Mm-hmm. But I was reminded of the kid who was in Singapore. Oh, yeah. And what did he do? He He took a poster down, right? Isn't that what he did? Or he mm-hmm. hung a poster up or something like that? Uh, no, I feel the like guy he... guy that was caned? Yeah, the guy who was caned, he vandalized something. And I, I remember, like, you know, American diplomats tried to get involved saying that that was cruel and unusual punishment. Um, and he, and he, he admitted that he committed the crime, but... It was theft and vandalism. Theft and vandalism. Yes, and they caned him six times. Right. Which, you know, is pretty brutal compared to... 
how our justice system functions. But uh, despite attempting to intervene, I don't think they were able to, I think. They yeah. said, hey, you know, he's on our soil and this is the rules and everybody around here plays by the rules and we're hosting you. And that's the least you can do when you yeah. travel to our country. But uh, I've been to Italy twice and I don't know. The cops, they, they don't seem any different there than they are here. They seem. <laughs> I don't know. I watch a lot of. They seem up. just as busy. I watch Locked Up Abroad pretty often, and I never want to be in any, I don't want to be in prison, period, but any international prison, absolutely not. Yeah. Just in general. Well, I told you I got that parking ticket. Yes. In Amsterdam, from Amsterdam. In the Netherlands? In the Netherlands, and I, I paid it. Well, I, I would too, because you're going to go back over there someday. Well, like, I didn't get the parking ticket. Right. But, I mean, a lot of people were like, well, did you just blow it off? Because I didn't get the ticket till weeks after I got home, but I got it in the mail. Yeah, they they took you the know time they traced to it back to me, right? Yeah, I'm not. And they said, "Oh, you're gonna blow it off." I'm like, "No, I'm gonna pay it. I, I want to go back to that country and not have a yeah a larger fine to deal with, or worse, a warrant for my arrest." You take that nonstop to London, not a CVG, and you get there, and they won't let you in because you have an outstanding parking ticket Sir? in the Netherlands. Yeah. Sir. The yeah. federalities come up. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Thomas, yeah. very happy to see you again. <laughs> Just step right over here. We have some unfinished business. <laughs> so, I know. I'm actually going, I'm leaving for Amsterdam uh, in what, less than two weeks? I was going to say two weeks, I'm right? flying back to Amsterdam. Well, I'm glad you took care of that ticket. I know. I better find that canceled check just to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do they send you a receipt of payment? You know, I never did get a receipt. Uh-oh. <laughs> sure, I must have a canceled check somewhere. Uh, okay, coming up, we got all kinds of just random stuff in today's news that didn't make the news. How'd you like to be paid $10,000 for be- for walking 10,000 steps in one day? Plus, the 10 best things about being a parent and more coming up as we continue. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. First, to check the roads, we've got Denise Johnson. She's standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.